a musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. Hey, hey, hey. Hello and welcome to J-Rod Concerts the Podcast. How's everybody doing? This is your uh, host, the one that you know. This in every episode, Jamie Rodriguez. Wherever you're listening to, at the gym, in the car, on a train, in your heart, we thank you for joining. And uh, if you're new to the family, we welcome. This is this show where we talk about everything revolving the music industry, up and coming musicians, current hit makers, future legends, and uh, once in a while, we pivot to other industries. Uh, you know, we've had comedians, we've had actresses like Ashley Judd, so many and so forth. And today, we are so glad to welcome astrophysicist and best-selling author, Neil deGrasse Tyson. You may know him from, of course, the docuseries Cosmos and Academy Award nominee director Scott Hamilton Kennedy. Amazing director. You may know him from The Garden, Food Evolution, and Fame High. And they are here... Um, not only talk about music and talk about the evolution of their careers, but they got a great new movie out, Shot in the Arm, critically renowned documentary. It world premiered earlier this year at the Palm Springs International Film Festival and uh, recently launched its theatrical release in New York City and in L.A. as well. Uh, so whenever you get a chance, check it out. But we are thrilled to have uh, Neil. We're thrilled to have Scott. Scott. And we hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, it was a great, great chat. We made sure to pivot to various genres so that you can guys can love it in every way. Um, so welcome to the show. And let's get on with it. Uh, this is uh, Scott Hamilton Kennedy and Neil deGrasse Tyson on J-Rock Concerts, the podcast. <laughs> Stoked to welcome you guys. Academy Award nominee, Director Scott Hamilton. Kennedy, an executive producer, best-selling author, and communication science legend Neil deGrasse Tyson to talk about this really groundbreaking, critically renowned documentary. It uh, premiered earlier at Palm Springs International Film Festival, Shutting the Arm. So much to get to, ladies and gentlemen, but thank you. It is an honor to have you both. Thank you. Thanks for your interest. Thank you. Ab absolutely. Absolutely. So let's, fascinating film. We have a lot to get to with the film, but let's start light here uh, with, with you, Neil. Um, whenever you walk into like a Walgreens or a Whole Foods or wherever, and you get recognized in public, what's the number one question that you get asked? Uh, so first of all, so I wear a hat and I still wear my COVID mask because that, so then it's only the, my eyes. And so, so here's what happens. Even when I'm wearing a mask and the hat, if I speak at all, people turn around typically and say, I recognize your voice. And so that I can be ID'd through, through the mask. And if someone knows me and my voice that well, okay, I get you got to give it to them, right? If <laughs> they broke through the mask just on the voice. Um, uh, the, the first question is, oh, can I get a selfie? That's the first question. The, the second question is typically, if, if when they get to the science part of the exchange, they might say, 
um, are UFOs real? Or uh, what was around before the Big Bang? Or um, they might ask, uh, oh, then after about three or four questions, the final question will be, this, what do I think of God, right? The, the questions always get to God at the end. I don't know why. Why did you hit on Pluto? Oh, no, no, Pluto, Pluto ran its course. Well, that ran ship course. sailed. Yeah. That ship sailed. Oh, so the God question shows up, and, and they must think that, because I study the universe, I'm closer to God, because God is in the universe, maybe. Right. I don't know. Uh, if you have a conversation with a plumber, do the question end up asking about God? You know, I don't know. Um, should one profession be more informed about this than another? But that's the sequence. That's the sequence. Well, you know, that's when you know you made it, when, when your voice alone is recognizable. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Scott, l let me pivot to you because the film, I mean, it's such a wonderful film. It starts really with a different mindset that it ended becoming. I mean, you know, COVID and your own family just completely changed its original goal. And I was thinking, Scott, you know, when something like this happens as a filmmaker, right? Because in Nashville, I, I know what that happens with music, but as a filmmaker, when you start out with an idea in your mind and like you got to be malleable and you got to pivot, what's the thought process like? Is that an easy thing to do as a creative? So you're saying after I got out from under the bed from crying? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is it is a it is a difficult and wonderful part of being a documentarian is if you aren't if you aren't fleet on your feet if you're not willing to uh, adapt to what's going on you're really not going to make a good film you're not going to make an honest film um, so but that was probably that was the biggest pivot but it was also so the pivot for your for your listeners just to be clear we were making a film about anti-vaxxers and around measles outbreaks uh, recreational measles outbreaks in the United States in 2019 and then COVID happened and we went to this whole other place of what's going on here for a minute we wondered if we we're going to still have a film because god forbid with a once in a century pandemic that we all got in line together and said let's follow the best science that we can and that did not happen sadly it got politicized very quickly and people made industries out of uh, furthered industries and made industries out of spreading disinformation and and getting people to think that they were the david against the big goliaths of a big a big pharma and big government um, and it's very tempting, as Neil's pointed out, so it's almost ir irresistible as clickbait to say, I'm, I'm going to tell you the thing that they don't want you to know, right? I'm going to tell you the thing that they want you to know. That they're suppressing. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's, um, so uh, that was that was tough to see. And then the strange double edge of that as a storyteller, completely fascinating and incredible fuel for telling a, a complicated and engaging story. And you mentioned the measles out part, which is such a crucial part of this story. Do you have any idea of how many cases of measles were in Samoa between, say, 1986 and 2019? I have no idea. Great, okay, I've got that. 1986, one case of measles, 93, 7, 2005, 0, 2006, 0, 2009, 0, and in 2019, there were 5,707 measles cases. Do you know what happened in 2019? Yeah, I'm aware there was a measles outbreak, but I didn't have anything, you know, I had nothing to do with um, with people not vaccinating in Samoa. I never told anybody not to vaccinate. I didn't, you know, go there for any reason to do with that. Of course, uh, Scott, but like, you know, this Samoa thing with Robert Kennedy, and I know you've talked ad nauseum about it, but for my audience that doesn't know, you know, I, when they see the film, this film is really putting a huge spotlight on, you know, on a candidate, and, and you can talk as much as little as you want. 
a candidate who's playing a big role in our next president, regardless of how it ends, right? Yeah. Why, why do you think, Scott, that more people don't know about this issue? Like, you know, mainstream media debates, whatever you want to call it, that it's like, um, you know, the involvement here with this huge missile strategy that kind of went under the radar a little. Uh, it's a great question. So the, the Samoa tragedy, trying to do it as efficiently as possible, is two babies died after a mistake by nurses that uh, innocently mixed in a muscle relaxant instead of saline water into the vaccine, nothing to do with the efficacy of the vaccine itself, and these two babies died. Horrifying, very, very sad, led to the, the Prime Minister of Samoa stopping all vaccines on the island, which led to 5,000 cases of measles and almost 100 dead babies. And the va- anti-vax movement in the United States and globally, also even in Samoa and actually New Zealand, more of, a, of an effect, uh, the anti-vaxxers jumped on that to try and, and stirred up even more disinformation and scared, tried to scare people. So it is a, a met, really a metaphor for what can happen through a fra- fragile community, but also a hopeful one because they did get the measles vaccine back I- instituted. The prime Minister got it on TV and they stopped COVID. And even more inspired, the parents of the two babies that died could have become very vengeful and said, who did this to me? I want to get them. It was public health, right? I don't trust public health. Government told me to get this vaccine. I don't trust government. They knew that it was a mistake. And they said, don't let our tragedy be yours. They came on the news and said, please get vaccinated. So it's a kind of a complete story onto itself about both the dangers and the hope of what we can do if we follow the best information and the really the best decency to counter disinformation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well said there, Scott. And I guess, Neil and, and Scott, for both of you all, I mean, looking at the other great films, you know, in research, we also saw Food Evolution. Fantastic. Uh, but there's patterns here with shutting the arm, right? Like, I mean, the parallels of you know, fear over science and, and kind of like, you know, misinformation, for lack of a better word. But, you know, There's, each of these are symptoms of a much deeper cause. Right. Each of these films, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. But would you say, Neil and Scott, you know, that in, in a way, you know, this has become part of the ethos of both of you all as creative, like, you know, the, like a mission statement, if you will. I don't know if you did it on purpose, but you guys are becoming kind of like beacons of like, hey, we got to get our facts straight because it's a bigger fight than anybody, that anyone candidate, that anyone media, that anyone issue, this is bigger than us. Well, I'll go first because then throw it to Neil because clearly he's been doing it for a very, very long time defending. He's not making films, but I'm thinking about it. Yeah, the film. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jaime, you're talking about these are, these films are statements that society needs Mm. and films have the potential to be way more powerful influencers than a book or anything written. Mm. You know, and so so this is so this is Scott's doing. I didn't say Scott and I didn't sit together and say, "What movies can we make to to try to undo the anti science in this world?" <laughs> Scott came up with this, and then he drags me along. I was minding my own business. I was. <laughs> he didn't block my number though, so it was great. No, yeah, no, I think uh, maybe I should do that. Now. Oh, hey, now <laughs> that thing down. <laughs> oh. What about you, Scott? Do you have anything to add there? Uh, sorry, give me the question one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't, yeah. I, I, no, 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 no problem, Scott. I mean, yeah. Scott, Scott, you're an amazing, you know, filmmaker, like, like in general. But I feel like, you know, have I found a mission? Yes. Yeah, like I, it seems like this is this has seemed to be like a narrative, a very beautiful narrative that you're like creating in the cinematic world. Yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate that. I did not know uh, science needed to be defended. I was just cruising along 
and t- taking advantage of all the amazing things science does for us every day, including the way we're communicating currents a day that my food is safe in my fridge, you know, that I know my garbage is going to be picked up. That's not really science for giving. That's more of an institution. Um, but there's so many elements of science, getting my car in the brakes, so many elements of science and the checks and balances of science. So it was really on the on food evolution, the previous film I did with, with Neil, that I saw that it did need to be defended. And that became kind of boot camp for shot in the arm. Now with the overlap between anti-vaxxers and anti-GMO, there's but at the end of the day, I, I don't make science, I don't make films to defend science. I make films to wrestle with the human condition, right? Which is what the storytelling can do so beautifully in the human condition and how difficult it is to try and be a decent human being in society and how many of us succeed at it. And how yeah. inspiring that is that we have the potential as human beings to be incredibly selfish and self-serving and, and downright mean and uh, dangerous. But we also can be kind and funny and creative and brilliant and humble. And those are the things that uh, that, that at the end of the day, I, want, I do see more of those in life and I want to underline that. Let's take a quick break because I wanted to talk to you guys about HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? Well, with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the trip to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The most wonderful time of the year is also the most delicious. Enjoy every bite of the holiday season with HelloFresh. Choose from over 45 weekly recipes and over 100 curated picks from HelloFresh Market. And in case you missed it, HelloFresh is so much more than delicious dinners as well. HelloFresh can help take the hassle out of every mealtime occasion with easy breakfasts, quick lunches and snacks, all deliver along with your weekly box. By the way, guys, I mean, you guys know I traveled all over covering musical events, covering festivals. I'll give you an example. Uh, past couple of weeks, uh, covered, for example, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All that required a lot of preparation about the inductees, the music, the hosts and the presenters, leaving me very little time to cook. And I didn't want to eat fast food and eat unhealthy and HelloFresh kind of saved, saved me. And it's been doing that since I started eating it. I mean, it just completely takes the stress out of eating. I'm able to eat delicious food in the in a very quick second, and uh, I've just I've just become a huge a huge huge fan. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, for example, some of my favorite meals. God, so many, so many, so many to think. But I can tell you that, for example, there's this delicious um, burger recipe that is delicious. There's a steak met potatoes. It's called one was called when steak met potatoes with cream kale and peppercorn sauce. It's also gluten-free, very easy to make. There's a New York strip steak with truffled mashed potatoes and green beans, Almadine. So good, it takes about 35 minutes to make. Just, just delicious. And if you're thinking, say, that you want some pasta with some uh, with some fish, there's stuff like shrimp and asparagus risotto with mild lemon and parmesan. It's just outstanding, guys. That's all I can say. So go to hellofresh.com slash free and use code JRODCONCERTSFREE for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash JRODCONCERTSFREE with code JRODCONCERTSFREE. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash JRODCONCERTSFREE and use JRODCONCERTSFREE for free breakfast for life. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. 
Beautifully said, Scott. Well, listen, guys, you guys have said it all, but Neil, let, let, one more question for you guys, and I'll let you go. We are a music-themed show out based out of Nashville. So so let me ask you this, uh, Neil, because this has always fascinated me, uh, like a scientific question with music, right? Because, you know, I, I've read studies and I've heard studies that music, you know, like, and mood, how it affects mood, like the chills you feel when you hear a particularly moving piece of music, how it results in dopamine. You know, how neurotransmitters that trigger sensations of pleasure, like with beautiful songs, whoever Scott likes, I'm sure he's got examples and, and his family and you do as well, Neil. Can you talk to me a little bit, Neil, just like to wrap it up about kind of like that connection of, you know, like, like why are some people tortured with like heavy metal and why do, so, why, why do some songs just kind of like uplift people and bring people together on a scientific level? So I, I, I claim no special expertise in neuro physics, but I can tell you that what you are describing exists in all of our senses. So, but you, you're, you, you have the bias that you're coming from a Nashvillean music center. And so you're thinking music has this ability to affect us so deeply and emotionally, which it does, but so too does, does scenery. There are people who walk in the woods or on the mountains and and this is another sense of the sense of sight. And you see a, a mountaintop, a snow-capped mountaintop, a sunset, um, beams of light coming through the clouds, a double rainbow. Okay, we all remember the double rainbow video of a guy turned the corner. This is on YouTube. It's got a hundred zillion views. <laughs> oh my God, it's full on. Double rainbow all the way across the sky. <laughs> Here's <laughs> oh the corner, and he's prostrate over this rainbow, rainbow that he sees. This is not music; it is just what he sees. Okay, there are people who are euphoric based on what they taste. Okay, the the, the taste can bring back memories and and joy and, and 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 so so. My reply to you is, the human sensory system can be assaulted bringing us great pain and anguish or it can be served in ways that that feed our 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 joys and our and our love of life so without our senses reacting that way i don't know that we could have survived as a species the senses are our our only way to get information from outside of us to inside of us. And so our sensory system uh, has that ability. Why would you be spending $100 on dinner out when you can spend $3 on rice and beans at home? Okay, What is going on there? How could you possibly, even if you were not, wouldn't have spent 100 you might spend 30 or 50 you could still only spend three dollars but you know when you eat out there's a special pleasure that becomes why are there cooking shows chef shows right contests what's going on here some of the most famous people on television were chefs so it's not just music well neil scott you guys have said it all what a fantastic, fantastic film. Shot in the arms. God, seriously, the cream rises to the crop. And this is going to be around a lot um, for the next year. A lot of incredible things. Thank you for doing it. We, we hope so. Thank, and thanks for your interest. Absolutely. Thank you all. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
You have been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.